everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking, and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. Welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court with your girl, the Queen of Any, AEW Revolution Fallout, with a panel of very awesome people, because no one wants to hear me talk by myself, that's boring, so I had to bring on some friends, and I brought on the best crew that I could have asked for to do this review with, and of course I have my buddy, my pal, Josh Robinson from Wrestling Reverb and the Josh Robinson show. And, you know, Josh, um, the, the rumor has it that mm-hmm. some kind of reveal is coming. So by the time this episode drops, whatever your reveal is will be out. It will so, be. It's gracious. It I don't even be. know what to say right now. <laughs> it's 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 either gone really well or really badly, and you'll never <laughs> hear from me again. <laughs> well, this the really well part. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about something different. I'm excited that you're talking about something different, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're not by ourselves. We also have the awesome Dojo and Dynamite podcast members, Ashley and Rich. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the castle. We are so happy to be here, Queenie. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We are excited. This is new. This is interesting. We like this kind of stuff. We do, and we were at Revolution, so we are excited to share that experience. It was a long weekend, for sure. But it was a short weekend at the same time, but we are happy to talk, as always. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear everything. Um, But before we dive into that, Josh and I had a fun experience where he invited me on his show and he said, Queenie, I need five reasons why I should be watching AEW. And your girl came with an entire outline. (laughs) Okay. You served. Like, you served. (laughs) I did. I really did. That's too much. Very well prepared. I was. Yes. Um, It was, like, it was crazy. And then some other things happened, you know, for Josh. And uh, he's looking to be entertained. Am I right, Josh? Um, that would be the, the very G-rated way of saying it, yes. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and um, I on that show, I invited Josh to come on this panel because Josh doesn't get to talk about very much else other than WWE for most things, right, Josh? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I dabble in other things, but it's yep. just not what's, what my, I guess, bread and butter is, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and then on the other hand, we have Dojo and Dynamite, whose half of their podcast is AEW. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all we talk that, about. That's our expertise right there. <laughs> yeah. That is your expertise. And of course, uh, New Japan, which is going through some things because this virus is like shutting stuff down. And like New Japan's a whole other issue, you guys. We're going to have to talk about that later. Yeah, it's scary right now. It is. It is scary. Yeah, for them out there, especially. Yeah, absolutely. But on a happier note. We get to break down all things AEW Revolution. So we're about to dive into the card, but you guys were there. So can you walk us through what it was like to be there live in Chicago just a few months after, you know, All Out, really? Yeah, so we we attended All Out as well. We actually were 
lucky enough to make it to all four of AEW's first pay-per-views. So each venue, uh, each crowd was a different experience because there's different things going on. Double or Nothing was magical in its own sense because it was the start of this whole thing. The revolution Mm -hmm. kind of brought us to that culmination of, of the first, I guess, full year of AEW's existence. And it, it was a hot crowd. I'm from Chicago, so I've been to plenty of shows at the Allstate Arena, but they were primarily WWE shows. And it's AEW's a, a different crowd. Yeah, it's a different breed. So, I mean, Chicago... This was a very unique venue. It's in the heart of the city. C2E2 was taking place at the exact same time. So a lot of fans carried over. There was a lot of AEW revolution at C2E2. A lot of influence, you could say. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling teams got hammered. The store was packed. Wow. They showed lots of videos of the, you know, because they're, they're coming out of... There was only so much merch, I believe, available at C2E2. So, you know, pro wrestling tees. It was, it was such a hot city for wrestling but again a totally different venue Sears center is way up north almost toward rockford it's past schaumburg i know no one may be familiar with this but that's about a 50 minute to an hour ride out of chicago out of the city right so i don't know if anybody went to all in or all out but this one is right in the heart of the city so this one is dead center i mean you're sitting in traffic tons of people i mean it was really a cool venue so all in all, really unique crowd. Yeah. Wow. A lot of I'm fun. Like, I'm like surprised. Unique. I'm, I'm like, I want to dive into that a little bit. Why is why was it so different than like because I was at all out and I thought that was pretty different than other experiences I've been through. But what was so unique about this particular event? Was it like the hype, do you think, or because it had been, you know, a year established and we have this under our belt kind of thing? Or what made it so unique? I think the C2E2 helped. It mm-hmm. gave different audiences an opportunity to experience AEW. We actually had a very good friend who was not familiar with AEW, who had only gone to primarily WWE-based shows, who's not really a wrestling fan, give or take, had gone to this and said, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot more fun than any wrestling show I've ever gone to. Wow. And yeah, and, and being out in the Sears Center, you had to drive out there. You had mm-hmm. to get out to that area. You said you had gone to All Out, correct? So mm-hmm. getting all the way out there, you had to drive. You had to rent a car. You had to take an Uber. You had to you know, transport yourself all the way out to Hoffman Estates. This one was in the heart of the city. People took the train, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of the shows I would go to at Manhattan Center or sure. Madison Square Garden. So it was more of a a lively crowd as much as all out. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was these this audience was more of a diehard wrestling crowd. The the Chicago city just had a different energy to it. I think the location helped as much as there were probably some of the same people there. Um, Like you said, Rich, it's the heart of Chicago. Yeah, and it was an amazing sight. Everybody was kind of outside this arena. The streets are full. There's police officers everywhere. There's lights. It was was cold. It was cold. Yeah, (laughs) it was a little chilly. 
Yeah, and, and the, the experience of Chicago, especially the visuals, if anybody's familiar with like even hockey or football, they always kind of give you that sky can. They show you the city, and all the smoke is pouring out of the buildings because it's you know it's so cold. And it kind of had that same visual. Everybody's lined up and down the streets, and it was just a really cool experience, unlike the traditional venue experience where you're in a parking lot just kind of waiting in line. Yeah, which kind of was like how All Out was in a way. That parking lot was mobbed for a long time before we yeah, were able to get it out of that was, whew, Oh, getting yeah. out of that was the worst. But, you know, for Josh and I, we were watching on the line, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Josh, we use different services, right? Uh, yeah, I watched it on Fight. <clears throat> yep, and I watched it on VR Live, which I got to be honest with you, did not like. I, did, I didn't like it. it was hey, choppy. I had a lot of issues with fight as well. Oh, so, my God. Yes. I watched it on a delay, so I wasn't yep. watching it live. I was about three or four hours behind just because I had work. So, um, But I had so much trouble just getting fight to work on my Chromecast. I had audio issues. It wasn't syncing up. Like, just nothing wanted wow. to work. It finally got to work, but it was a, it was a minute. I was like, mm. Yeah, frustrating. <laughs> I felt terrible. the same way. Yeah, well, with BR Live, like – it wouldn't let a lot of us log in, you know, like through our TVs, like, uh, you know, whatever. So I'm trying to like log in. It's telling me like, won't let me log in or I, it would hit, go through the button and then I'd be logged out. And so I'd have to start all over and I'm like, oh my God. And then like there was audio problems and things were freezing. It was crazy. So that I didn't really care for. But um, so for Josh, you have seen the AEW pay-per-views. Yes. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yes. Yeah. So going into Revolution, what were you kind of most looking forward to? So to me, it's a little, it's obviously a little bit different for me because it's, I'm not watching Dynamite every single week. So I'm Mm -hmm. not, there's, in a way, this is going to sound really bad. I love watching wrestling every week, but in a way, it's kind of better that I didn't because I have, I have more of an, like a fresh slate if you will. I have more of just like, I've just opened this can of paint. Let me just, you know, stuff around for a little bit and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I have, my expectations are not like through the ceiling and being like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in a weird spot at the moment with wrestling coming off of, I won't talk too much about that show that just (laughs) happened with WWE, but just, you know, something that I've loved for so long and I've just seen the same pattern happen over and over again, I'm very jaded. And I'm almost like, it's like WWE served me up on a silver platter and gone, here, AEW, if, you know, if you're, if, if I was ready for this show to love me and I'll love it, that was how I was going into this show. So the expectations were just like, just make me feel something and I'm happy. Mm. Well, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Given the news that we saw, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, if you weren't excited for Saturday now, I think you're even more so. It's just like they pushed me right into it, which is, I mean, in a weird way, I guess it's like a good thing for AEW because it's like, I'm sure there's more people like me who primarily watch WWE that was not very happy with what just went down. And we're just like, I just want to watch some good wrestling right now. You know, we're all wrestling fans, no matter what we watch. So I just want to watch something good. Yeah, right, and I feel right. like I it, it couldn't have been better timing Honestly. For, <laughs> for this pay-per-view. Like, not great timing for WWE, but great timing for AEW. Yeah, terrible timing for, for WWE, but yeah. great timing for AEW. Great timing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're, you're right. You weren't the only one that was like, mm, okay, great. Shifting gears, moving on. 
Don't yeah. want to look at that right now. I uh, was I was pretty pissed. You probably see my Twitter feed, I but I was not. It wasn't even like an <laughs> angry. It was like a just like I don't even know. It was just like you just you. I've loved something for so long, and you've made me dislike you, and I don't want to do that. But like also, I still love wrestling, so like I'm gonna find it somewhere else if you're not gonna give it to me. That's right. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> Did we this get was quite a treat? The show to <laughs> go was, to. I was just gonna say, Josh, this was quite the show for for uh, the universe to give you at this time. <laughs> Good wording. Good wording. Universe. Yeah. Yes. How, yeah. Well, there you go. I do what I can with those puns. Um, <laughs> but Ashley and Rich going into this pay per view, weekly AEW Dynamite watchers like myself, match that you were most looking forward to. Coming into the show, for me, it was Mox versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that all changed once we had that tag team match, which we'll discuss <laughs> in a little bit. But Mox Jericho was a huge deal because that that was their marquee matchup really since Double or Nothing. Yeah, right. you're right. I, I think for me, I, I, obviously, the advertisements, the posters... The big match feel, as Moxley would always say, was Jericho Mox, of course. that That's on everything. We got the poster. The poster is very unusual to their other posters that they've produced because the other pay-per-view posters and things have a lot of the different stars on them. They try to encompass everybody. This one was just Jericho, Moxley, and the skyline of Chicago. So it clearly was gearing up for that. But myself, it was the Cody MJF. Mm. And it was emotionally driven. I'm a big fan, and I know this is such the marky term, but I, I'm such a big fan of blood feuds. I enjoy <laughs> watching these guys at the, at the culmination, seeing somebody bleed out. You know, because you're causing this to happen, right? This is this is that emotional take between these two men. Cody can no longer challenge for the AEW World Championship, and it's all MJF's fault. And now MJF, he has no reason to even allow Cody to touch him. So that whole build, the whole stipulation, the whole story, getting to MJF and Cody, that was the one I looked forward to the most coming into the show. Yeah, I mean, the build is something I want to touch on in a minute. But overall, based on what you just said about the big fight feeling and the uh, the emotion going on here, I feel like this was a very emotion-based pay-per-view. There was grudges. There was uncomfortableness. It's personal. In a lot of these matches, I was, I, I don't know, I'm not used to that. Is that weird to say out loud? It's like, I'm not used to that. Everything had some sort of, like, storyline. And I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it loved felt that. very, like, raw and real. And, like, it added it such, just hit you in the feels. Yeah, like, it added such a dynamic to the entire card where, you know, if you go back, and, and this is no disrespect at all. But if you go back to 2008, 2009, I mean, uh, it was Rain. 2011, you have Goldust again against, like, Jack Swagger, and nobody yeah. wants to watch that, and it happens for no reason. It's, yeah, it's Yet like, why are have, they fighting? Right, like, now you have no Dustin purpose. versus Jake Hager, and he broke his wrist, and he disrespected his family, and he, you know, he ran around for three months and didn't fight anybody, and it was great. It mattered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, for you, Josh... Just overall, after watching it, did you feel the same way? Like it was way more emotionally driven, grudge-based? Did you get that from the the pay-per-view itself? Yeah, I felt like there was a little bit more of a, um, not even so much so 
you know, obviously there were stories and stuff going on and there was feuds and there was all these builds. It's not like I was living under a bridge. I knew what was kind of happening. But um, I think for me going after the pay-per-view, it was the connection. Mm. I felt connected to every single character, whether it was negative or positive. I was connected. There wasn't any in-between of like, I just don't care about that person. There was a reason to dislike someone. There was a reason to like someone. I'm so that, glad that you that's awesome. said yeah. that and that resonated with you because that's one of the things I love about AEW so much is like, like you said, there's no one you don't care about. Like I'll yeah. pay my money to see any of these guys and these and these girls, <laughs> regardless of what they're doing, whether it's good or, or you know if they're heels or faces or if I like them or not. You you will invest in it, and I think it's just so refreshing. Like that's it's been yeah. so refreshing over this time. Yeah, and I feel like that has a lot to do with the build towards this pay-per-view. I was talking to Paps and Mart over at DYWTSB about this on our, on Friday, and, and I said, or Thursday night for our Friday show, and I said, you know, I was thinking about this build. They've had three months since uh, Full Gear in November to kind of push these storylines forward. A lot of them have been going on in some way, shape, or form for even longer than that. Right. And I feel like the way that they've been able to book this on TV, the way that they've booked this um, through their social media game, through their YouTube series, the road twos, the being the elite itself, um, and that countdown to revolution special, which I thought was the most unbelievable thing I've seen in a really long time. It was they so well produced. Great stuff. I mean, like, those countdown what? shows are so great. It was so good. The interview, like stuff that we had seen before, yeah, yeah, but like the new stuff, I was sitting here watching it going, like, if this isn't the best way to book a pay-per-view, like, I don't want to be right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. And then we get to this show, and it feels like a big deal, and we open up with the buy-in, which is, of course, the the pre-show, if you will, and it's SCU versus the Dark Order. Now, we know we've had a lot of drama with Dark Order. There's so much speculation going around about the Exalted One and who that could possibly be, um, whether they're wonderful or not. You know, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter right now about that particular individual, perhaps, or maybe some other people. Then we have this whole thing with Christopher Daniels. And, and you know, there's so much going on. And I feel like when the Dark Order first began, like, it was weird. <laughs> And I didn't really like it very much. But over time, I feel like they've really won me over. Not that I'm going to join, but um, just very, very interesting stuff with this this buy-in. Josh, I'm going to start with you. SCU okay. Dark Order. Let's let's hear it. Okay, so um, apologies. I didn't watch the buy-in because it wasn't on fight. And then I was like, gotcha. I've already watched the show. And I wasn't going to go back and watch it. So apologies. I'll start from the main show. <laughs> no problem. Okay, just kidding. Ashley Rich, buy-in. What are we feeling? <laughs> so as much as I love SCU, I've like sort of joined the Dark Order. Well, they're fun. They're new. <laughs> they're interesting. Um, But yeah, no, they're, they've come a long way. And their video packages are so captivating. There was that one a couple weeks ago where it was like a medical ad. And yeah. I legitimately thought it was like 
like Humara or like one of those yes. one of those ads and I and then it just at the bottom was like join dark order and I was like oh my god they got me like their vignettes um, have been so perfect they have been oh my so god guys it's working it's working uh oh yeah <laughs> yep but I, you know this match was this match was cool um you have the involvement of CD it, it seems like he's definitely involved in some way I feel like that's what it's gearing towards but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um. I thought this was solid. And you had Colt Cabana coming out at the end, and oh, he's wild. Chicago's Chicago's own. That was really cool. I know Rich, you don't love him too much, but he's one of my hometown boys. So always good to see him. He's now with uh, AEW signed. So <sighs> I think that's cool. Um, but it was it was cool. SCU, you can never go wrong with. No, you've you really said it can. plenty of times. Having them start the show or just kind of kick right. you off. They're so much fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match itself. I thought it was very solid, served its purpose, good buy-in. It was two great groups. I love the aspect of you don't know what part of Dark Order. I, I That's not really what they've been doing. I'm sorry. Let me, let me dial back a little bit. I want them to kind of give you this. I don't know which Dark Order members they're going to give you because they have two tag teams, really. They have Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, and they have Silver and Reynolds. So I kind of want to see maybe like a little mix up there. You don't know which one you're going to get. You don't know which team you're going to get out of the group so that when you go out there, it's maybe if you think about it from a a strategic standpoint, the opponent doesn't necessarily know what to prepare for. And even if that's just story purposes or or, or whatever it is, it it kind of works its way into this match. and, And you go, you have everybody there and they're fighting everybody. And then of course, Colt Cabana comes and then, you know, we, introduce the exalted one which is really just christopher daniels in a cloak i love christopher daniels i thought he <laughs> Me too. looked so like small when he was coming out i know you go is that riho <laughs> and then it was cd and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry uh, but i don't know that cd is great um I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I like the fact they teased so much, and then CD was like, I'm not going to turn on my friends. He still may. Yeah. But he comes out, he throws the cloak down, and he's just like, no. And I, I'm like, I after he did that, I'm like, I love CD. Just good thing that we washed that Colt Cabana <laughs> out, you know, right after that. Oh, stop. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know. it's. I think p- people feel either one way or another about Colt Cabana. Either they're, yeah, on the train, or they're just not on the train. <laughs> they're not on board. <laughs> Um, that's all right. He's not my favorite person, but it is what it is. And I don't know, you guys, Josh included, of course, you didn't have to watch the match to guess this one, buddy. Is the, who is the exalted one? What are, what are our theories? Because that's really what I care about from this match. No offense. I thought it actually could have been better, <laughs> but because I, I don't know. I'm used to SCU just being freaking awesome all the time, which they were. But I don't know. But maybe I'm just mad at Dark Order because they're not giving me answers. Maybe that's what it is. No, I Are hear you're you. impatient. Are you impatient? Short attention span. Yes, actually. <laughs> no, I'm not. But yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the theories, of course, you got Matt Hardy, you got Lance Archer, Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels. I mean, I think those are the three big ones right now. Sure. Are we missing? Are we missing somebody? You just threw out Joey Janela. Well, that was just me. Just, <laughs> that would be know. something. Um. I mean, I feel like all signs are pointing to Matt Hardy, but his contract like just expired. So this has been going on for far longer. You actually brought that up the other day. 
we were talking about that. Well, he actually was kind of plugging AEW. I, not many people, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but not many people were watching kind of his Woken videos, the stuff oh when he God, was in WWE so on YouTube. The Broken videos are widely popular. Free the Deletes were very popular, but he was producing these like Woken videos that were happening, I don't know, last year. And he did a video, I, I believe it was about basically AEW and said kind of hinted a year prior that he was going to be a member of AEW and nobody really picked it up until now I guess people started going back and watching through all of Matt Hardy he he knows how to make himself relevant sure. and Matt is one of the greatest creative minds in terms of wrestling I don't, I don't want to take that away again from Colt Cabana he is creative he's like the American Yano right so they're and they're of course a tag you're team. so right that is what that is. <laughs> it, they're they're like the same, and I, I I dislike both of them. So it it just follows right in my my line of of opinion. <laughs> there you but go. He was always one, even the broken. When everybody initially people just you know I, I know traditional wrestling minds were like, oh my god, this is terrible. I didn't like it. At oh, first. you hated it. And yeah. I just said this is entertaining trash television. Nothing better in American audience than this stuff. And everybody started to hate it, hated it, hated it, hated it, and it started to turn. Slowly started to turn and show. Everybody said, hey, this is almost so bad it's good. Yep. And yeah. last night, uh, we had to stay up, of course, because we had to see what was going on with Matt. 3220. Yep, we had to oh see what was God. going on. So we watched the live stream, and he comes out and he says, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. The abomination may take over my vessel. I don't know yet. We'll all find out. And he's just talking about it in third person. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's, but great. That's how you get the appreciation. So yeah. I would hope that it would be Matt. I know it's predictable, but sometimes when the crowd wants something, when we want something, even if it's predictable, it's still good. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, give us what we want. Yeah. Give us what we want, like Batista says, Josh, right? <laughs> do we yeah, want Matt exactly. Hardy, the exalted one? What do you think? Um, I don't know because it's it's I I agree with that predictability doesn't mean bad. Sometimes that's a, the it means it's the right thing to do. However, sometimes with wrestling it could be the biggest troll job in the world, and they're making yep. you think it's Matt Hardy when it's someone completely left of field. So I guess if my if I was a betting man, I'd probably bet my money on Matt. And just the way that this has kind of gone the last few months with Matt's end in WWE and then his contract expiring and then. You know, saying, you know, all these diff there's so many rumors about him out there that he's at one point he re-signed, at one point he was going to NXT, then he was going to AEW, Impact, and there's been everything for Matt. Like everything under the sun, it's it's been for Matt. But um honestly, if from just from an outsider's perspective, I would like to see him go at somewhere with AEW because at this stage he's what, 45, 46 years old. I don't think money's a factor at this stage. I think it's creativity and allowing mm. him to spend his last few years just doing what he wants to do um and obviously wwe is always going to be like his it's where you know without what he did in the very beginning he wouldn't be in this spot he's in now but you know creativity is everything and i think that's what he's gonna you know go with so i hope AEW is the place for him and you know it seems to be what i've seen of the dark order and obviously what i've seen of matt hardy i think it would be it would just be a natural fit i think you're right with that i really do and and that's pretty much what he said in not so many words on his uh, episode, um, revealing for all of us three, two, twenty, and um, this is crazy. And we had another episode Wednesday at noon, y'all. I don't, I don't know. 
Things are going to get crazy, and I'm I'm here for it. But speaking of WWE things that have changed drastically, opening match. Surprised they started with this, but opening match: Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. Okay, Josh, buddy. Mm, mm. You know these was two a weird match. Well. Yeah, it was a weird match to open with. To be completely honest with you, I was a little surprised. Yeah, I was like, okay, because I'm listen, I'm. I'm a WWE bitch, so I'm very much used to the standard formula of starting with something very fast and starting with something very high-paced. That's had, especially NXT, WWE shows, they, you know, that's how you start a show. That's what I'm wired to. We talked about that on Reverb Queen of, like, mm-hmm. me being wired to a certain formula of how a television show is structured or a wrestling television show and just how matches are kind of structured. And this was... It, Honestly, I'm glad it went with something completely different because it was, again, something I didn't pick to go on first. Um, I don't know how I – the match was fine. I didn't I didn't think it was, like, amazing. But it was, like it, – it, it, it was a perfect thing not to burn me out too fast because it's very easy to get burnt out really fast even when – I mean, I could imagine you guys being there in Chicago and being, like, just rapidly going through the motions and you're like, man, I need a – snack like I'm tired like I needed like a break for a minute so to start off with something that's not necessarily like the fastest going match but still at a nice pace where you can still be like okay this is a hot you know opener um I enjoyed it for what it was and I don't really have much else to say on that match yeah um I I personally when I saw the card I was like oh maybe they'll open with Darby and Sammy because that's exactly what I thought yeah right see dang it WWE (laughs) I felt the same way I know Yeah, that's all right. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, but then it started going, and and the more it went, the more I started to like it. I fe- it felt like a little bit, a little slow for me, and then it got much, much better. And then he, uh, Dustin kissed uh, Hager's wife. That was crazy. Um, you know, there was a lot of really like hard hitting spots in here. I thought Dustin looked great. Like I can't do cardio like that, and I'm. 33. So you go, honey, because I'm 24 and I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, good right. He looked awesome. Um, and, and I actually thought it was the right decision for Hager to win. Uh, I, I really liked this match a lot. What did you guys think? It was definitely the right move for Hager to win. And I, I loved the involvement of his wife. Uh, I loved the the kiss from Dustin and her, you know, this is disgusting. Like, yes. she wanted nothing to do with that. And then, um, you know, when Hager gets the win, he's, you know, carrying his wife out and she's kind of harassing the crowd. I thought that was fun because it's real. As much as it's not, it's real. That's his real wife. And as we've talked about on our podcast, anytime you can bring in those elements of reality, it just hits a little bit harder. And, I thought it was a good way to open the show. I did feel the match was a little long mm-hmm. um, compared to like the time that Darby and Sammy got. Yeah, but I, right. I thought that they captured enough. I mean, they did. The crowd is hot. So I really enjoy when AEW especially, they don't follow a formula. And we just did. We just dropped our recap of the show, us, just the two of us. Uh, we, and we kind of discussed how the NXT has a formula. 
whether or not it's in the match, whether or not it's the structure, WWE has a formula. I, I talk about NXT more because they give you just better quality matches. So sure. when you watch the NXT matches, they're just better quality matches. So I use that formula kind of as the the basis, I guess you can say. And I enjoy opening with Dustin because, for one, if this match was in the middle of the card, it would have gotten swallowed up. So you open with the match. The crowd's already hot. Nobody forgets about Hager and Dustin because, again, I love Dustin. I mean, Dustin, he came out. He had the greatest match I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, against his brother, of course. And of course. I've been on the, the full renaissance of this guy. He's an outstanding worker, an outstanding wrestler. And I was excited to see Hager. But I felt like it It didn't – I didn't want it to fall into the – I don't want to call it the death spot. But I didn't want it to fall into the death spot that, unfortunately, Nyla Rose fell into, where yeah. you come off a 31-minute epic, and yeah. then you somehow have to keep, as Josh had said, you got to keep the audience somehow engaged. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a good way, because you're going to be engaged in Darby anyway. He's Darby. Yeah. So I thought True. it was actually really smart to open with this match, so the crowd gave them the appreciation that they both deserve. That's a really good point. I think I'm yeah. going to start thinking about it like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Rich. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much better about it now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, it was almost 15 minutes long. I could have done with a few less minutes, but it is what it is. That's fine. And then it led right into this high-flying, crazy Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara match. Five minutes long. And I hate when Darby only gives me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see Darby wrestle, but, you know, there's not really too much to say here. Darby came to get his revenge uh, on Sammy, of course. Another uh, character in AEW that has been serving on the vignettes has been Darby Allen. Am I right or am I right? Those videos have just been. Oh, they're great. Fantastic. So I, I love the, these two. We always I say it. We two. always say it. We don't even grade the vignettes anymore for TNT. Whenever we <laughs> do dynamite recaps, we just go. It, it's it's good unless we say it isn't because I mean, yep. at this point they they nail all of those little video packages are all perfect. Yeah, it's really awesome. And you know, Sammy totally showed out here. That six thirty that he hit low, woo, wild, and it was hot, uh, hard hitting, fast pace. And of course, Darby got his. Uh, in on Guevara here by by winning and boy oh boy was a lot of fun Josh what did you think about this one um yeah I really so you know the last time I really other than the um episode of Dynamite I watched a couple of weeks ago the the cage match episode mm-hmm. I hadn't watched a full episode of Dynamite or anything AEW like in full other than little clips on YouTube or Twitter since full gear so it's been a minute so to see the what I loved just about the the show in general is it feels like AEW is at this spot where they're not, we're not learning anymore. We know who's who. We know what's kind of the deal. We know, we know what to kind of ex, not to expect, but we, we get the gist of it. So I feel like cap, uh, characters are really becoming quite established. Darby's a perfect example of that. Holy moly, he's very over with the crowd. Wow, mm-hmm. people love him, and I think that's just something that you know. I'm just sitting here and I'm going, okay, this will be fast. From what I know of these two, this is going to be a fast-paced match. They're, you know, two 20-something-year-old guys, and they're going to go out there and, and do their thing. Um, but just watching and just going, wow, people have really gravi- gravitated towards Derby. And then, on the other hand, I mean, Guevara's just a great douchebag, and I like that. He's got a very punchable <laughs> face, and it's very he easy sure to dislike him. <laughs> like, he just that's, got that. That's he a looks great 
<laughs> Great example. He looks like that dude in a bar that would sit down and steal your girlfriend. That's what he looks yes. like. And and it's just like, I want to smack you backhanded and just get away from me. Go wear sunglasses inside because that's what you'd do. Um, so that's how I kind of see him. And it's e- very easy to like Darby. He's very got that. Uh, he's just got that underdog mentality. He's smaller, obviously, but that's not even about it. But he's just got that fight from underneath. And he's weird without being too weird where it's silly. It's not silly. It's very edgy. And it's very modern day baby face. And it just clashed really nicely in this match. I just really, I, that 6.30 was crazy. He does it so fast. I'm like, wow, Sammy, that's just great. Um, but just, it just feels like they have something really special with Derby. And I'm like, just hold it for a minute. Just let it things, it's just slowly growing. And I love that. And I just, I just like the match. And I like the fact that Derby won. I just really enjoyed the, it was the opposite of, Dustin and Jake, it was, you know, that was a little slower. This was much, much more fast, shorter, and it did its job really, really nicely. Yeah. Ashley, Rich, anything to add on this one? This was, this was excellent. I love the two of them. Um, And and I love when AEW puts the younger guys in matches together, because I've said this on a couple of our episodes, it's, you know, you're giving them a chance to, basically grow in front of our eyes um, and then they're doing it together. And I, I thought they delivered, they really clicked quite well. They did. Yeah. Um, And it just, I, I felt like so proud <laughs> watching this match. Like I, I sent out a tweet. I'm like, I felt like a mom watching my two <laughs> kids just like deliver this amazing performance. Um, But I, I just, they killed it. And I love seeing that. And I love seeing AEW build these homegrown stars that they're getting over organically even if you hate sammy he's doing something right you you want to see him get his ass kicked and um it's just i, I love it yeah darby darby and sammy i mean they had a great match it, it's hard for us now it will me to look at sammy the same way that josh does and, and i the character totally understand it totally relate totally understand what josh is saying but meeting sammy guevara he's a totally different human being so he's a he's, he's a the biggest person. sweetheart ever. Yeah, I mean he he goes Aww. above on for your for the fans. He he contacts you when you you know you're walking by. He's like, hey, you guys having a good time? You enjoying yourselves? Just those little things. So you see the character on the screen, and you're like, yeah, I want to punch this guy in the face. Put your tongue away. And then you see him in person, and he's like, you know, the nicest guy. Wants to sign autographs. Wants to give you pictures. Wants you to go home and have a, a good time after the show. So it's kind of hard to look at Sammy in like a bad way now, like <laughs> I used to. Like I was kind of oh, Sammy. <laughs> And then I, I changed my tune and I admitted it. I like to know I like it when I'm wrong. You know, I like it when sure. when people prove me wrong. But Darby's capturing that very nineties Nirvana Tony Hawk and he's putting that all into a modern wrestling character and it's it's the, good. It the made... Darby pops are something else. Oh yeah. It, yeah, I noticed that too. I was like that that was just there was a different level of reaction from the first not saying that, you know, Dustin and that didn't get a reaction. They did, but it was different. It was very much like He's ours, Darby's ours, and let's just hold on to him because he's special. That's how I kind of said it. If I just may add to something with um, homegrown stars and stuff like that, I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's just Adam Pacitti put something up on Twitter from Cultaholic the other day, and it just said, I get nostalgia, it sells, but in 20 years, you need to have other people to be nostalgia so you can rely on other people, so you have to build stars. And I think something AEW does really well is 
while they have the nostalgia and they have some some older guys just to kind of help you know bring the newer guys up they're not relying on that they're not resting on that and they're not like we can do this because you know that'll work in the short term no problem you could easily put in all these older guys and it'd, it'd be fine we'd all still be loving it but they're not resting on that, and I really like the fact that they're using people like Darby and, and Sammy and, and getting some new stars to help, you know. They're not looking at AEW as a five-year plan. They're looking at it as a 20-year plan, and I really like that. Very true. Very true. Very true. Great point. Great, great point. And uh, speaking of pops, I think it's it's time to talk about this match. But before we do, we have to talk about the fact that they announced that Blood and Guts will be happening in New Jersey. Ah, yes. <laughs> so we know that they trademarked it, right? So we were waiting for this whole announcement to come out. Um, so War Games <laughs> is a thing that happens on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> you, you may have heard of it. Um, but, you know, Blood and Guts is going to be AEW's, um, how, how do we say that, take on it? Uh, presentation? Um, it, it makes me have GCW vibes and I'm all over it. So thoughts about blood and guts. What do we think guys? Well, I'll tell you, we, so of course the shows in Chicago where mm-hmm. we live in New Jersey, so we're going to the Newark show and they, you know, they make the announcement March 25th, 2020 blood and guts in Newark. And everyone in the crowd is like, Oh right, like that that'll be cool. Like that that's entertaining and we're just sitting there like losing our minds because <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is our show. We're yeah, gonna pe- be people there. people probably thought we were crazy. I mean they're just like all right, well I mean yeah, it's exciting. Well, but they don't realize like we made the trip here, they all live there. I mean it, sure, it was sure. Yeah, it, it was like, yeah, this is crazy. We got great seats too. I'm super yeah, pumped. So that I have to. makes you more excited. Are you going? I'm not because I'm going when they come to to Boston in April. Oh, oh very nice. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Um, I happen to be off the next day, so it makes it easier for me to travel because New Jersey is just a little too far on a on a weeknight. It is. It <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. I, I know especially, we've talked about that before. Especially in Newark, yeah. there's traffic getting out. So yeah. definitely. I'm not going either. Just uh, thought I'd show oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm sorry. To, yeah, I'm you sorry. mean you didn't book a plane ticket? <laughs> Josh, I'll, I'll just I'll just put the three and a half grand in my pocket for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Poor Josh, because WWE is screwing him again over there in Australia. Right. But that's another thing. We won't bring that up today. But what I will say is um, I'm really looking forward to Blood and Guts. I'm really excited about it. Josh, did you be uh, were you like, oh, War Games? What's happening? Yeah, basically, I was like, oh, cool, War Games. It's just their spin on it, um, and they'll do it. Listen, NXT and AEW, to me, I get similar vibes from – they're a similar product in in some ways. Like, you mm-hmm. get – no matter what, if you watch NXT, you watch AEW, you're getting quality wrestling. So that's all that really – at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Whether you're watching more of one or the other, it doesn't really matter. Um, they do have a similar vibe, though, so I have no doubt in my mind that AEW will kill it. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. But I need everyone to just take a minute. By a minute, I mean a second, because we're diving right in now to my match of the night, one of my matches of the year. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else I, other accolade I can give it. Gold stars, um, a cookie, several of them. I don't know. What other prizes can you give out? Because whatever a prizes they A new car. They, are, they all get new, new car. cars. Yeah, so, I'll just give them the brand new car that Moxley stole. So, th- great. Let's just do that. 
Um, they get everything. Anything that I have, you can have it. Because this match was unbelievable. Start to finish. The the video package leading into it, of course, that we've seen. And, we, and it opens up and everybody comes to the ring. Um, I, I, I don't know. Until, the, until they left... I felt like I had an out of experience. I don't I don't know what we watched for 31 almost minutes. <sighs> Guys, I, I help me. Josh, help me. Oh, man, oh, man. So um, I knew that you look at this match on paper and you go, well, you know, this match is not definitely not going to suck. There's no way in hell that this is going right. to suck. So you go in, there's a certain level of expectation. You're already going into this being like, you need to live up to this this kind of bar that you've all set for yourselves. It's not like we're just doing that as fans. Like you've kind of set this up and going in. I'm like, even if I have seen less of all of these guys work than all of you guys, it's still, there's still an expectation. So going in video package, first and foremost, queen, you know, this I'm a production host. So I like good video packages and they do it good. If not better than WWE because mm-hmm. WWE do great video packages. I think everyone can kind of, say that um they do great stuff and aw just as good if not better so that kind of got me up to speed with what's going on um i like that hangman's kind of an, a like a drunk now that's kind of lit um I, <laughs> awesome um and then you've got the bucks and and kenny and all this stuff with the elite and from my understanding you guys can correct me if i'm wrong is like hangman kind of like the is he kind of like the uh outsider of the elite is he yes. like yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's what I got for. Okay. I picked up the right vibe then. So again, expectation was pretty damn high. I liked the way this match built. It wasn't just like, here you go. Here's 20 minutes of us just doing stuff just because it's like, no, they're a lot smarter than that is built. Tag team wrestling is something that um, I'm not the biggest fan of just in general. I never have been no matter how great or, or bad it's been within the time of whatever company that you're watching. But it needs to be to captivate me personally for a tag match. It needs to be something just a good tag match to me is just like, I don't really care. It needs to be great. It needs to be fantastic. It needs to be above and beyond kind of deal. And the way this match just built, because there's a lot more you can do in a tag match than in a one-on-one match. In my opinion, you have more elements. And Mm -hmm. if you use it correctly, it can really be something special. This was probably at least in the in the time span of my mind that I can think of in recent memory, it was one of the best tag matches that I've seen in a long time, maybe if not ever. I'm not really sure. Um, it's it's easy just to throw around that, but it, it in short, it was very damn good. The ending of that, the little post-match stuff, just everything about that, Just I was just sitting there and it was like, in this day and age, for me to not pick up my phone during anything, it means it's captivating me, and I didn't want to pick up my phone for the entire time. So in that case... I think it did its job pretty damn well. Oh, you're so right. Ashley, Rich. Oh, my God. Talking about, like, what to give them for this match. Like, just take my heart because (laughs) I loved absolutely everything about this. And I can't even put it into words. Um, I've never... I've been to a lot of wrestling events, but I've never been up and down and up and out of my seat as many times as I won as I was during this match and I was grabbing I was grabbing Rich after they hit the golden trigger and Kenny was like the fuck out of here like you're you're not pinning me on this and I was like oh my god like the suspense the emotion I literally just felt like crying 
the entire match, and I can't really even put into words why. Um, but this was one of my favorite matches of all time. One of my favorite matches I've seen live. Yeah, it it was the greatest tag team match I've ever seen. And I'm a huge well, it's 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 not. It is and it's not because tag team wrestling was like revolutionized by that TLC match. You know, the WrestleMania TLC match. I mean, you you can't really it nothing can that defined it, that created it, that that created those magical moments that it talked about spot fests, but it added spots to storytelling when it came to the tag team. And just in this match. We have to step back, and this is the truth, no matter what anybody says. You have to step back now and say the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world, regardless of who they're up against, because every single one of these tag teams, and everybody else has said, I mean, everybody's acknowledged this. We've kind of widely accepted the best tag team division is in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yet the best tag team matches that each of these tag teams has had has been against the Young Bucks, no yeah, matter who right. So as much as people may say about the other spot fest and super kick parties and whatever it is, every match that they've had, the best matches each of these tag teams have had has been against the Young Bucks. So the appreciation has to go to them. And like I say, when magic happens, you don't even remember who wins or loses. It's just the magic of the match. And they told a great story between these obviously the defector i don't want to call him a defector but like as josh said the outsider he's the black sheep he's adam page you know and i think that they did that and i'm not i'm gonna theorize here but they kind of heightened him as that black sheep because guess what marty scroll never came he hit a chicken wing he did hit a chicken chicken wing for marty he did and but marty scroll never came so the only person that's kind of the outside of the elite the only person that doesn't have a connection doesn't have a family doesn't have anybody else behind him is adam page there is nobody else because you know marty was kind of his own guy too but he doesn't exist anymore in, in this canon microcosm of aew's elite so to have that little aspect and then to tease again those other narratives that maybe Kenny isn't so much against Hangman Page as he's that's his tag team partner. He helped raise Kenny to win the AEW World Tag Team titles. So maybe the dissent is not necessarily between Page and the Elite. Maybe it's both of them. Maybe Kenny's seeing it and saying, hey, listen, this guy's elevated me above you. And at the same time, it could be the Bucks that are turning against them, turning their backs to them. It's these different narratives that you don't traditionally see. And a lot of people, even on Twitter, have been talking about, oh, what other great tag team matches? Sure. The, you know, I, I love the Usos. I think the Usos are exceptionally talented. They're insane. Yeah. But the match, they've never culminated a story or told, it told this type of narrative or interwoven. It's not their fault. It's not Talon's fault. Not how, how is it their fault? You know, it's not, they don't book themselves. So, but I mean, they've had matches against, you know, the Wyatt family, which were memorable and then the new day, which are so memorable. And, but nothing has ever captured just this complete, you know, this narrative that you, you started three months ago and you built and you built and you built and, and you told the story of these two single stars coming together facing against the Young Bucks, dividing between the elite. Cody's nowhere to be found because he's fighting his own battles. And it's this entire descent inside of this little microcosm, which is this large, broad AEW. But it even goes back to Inception. I mean, Hangman was on board since the beginning, but Hangman's not an EVP. You're right. right. So, I mean, there's again, it goes back to that 
reality element. Um, I'm a story-driven person. I I minored in film. I love, yeah. Majored I majored in psychology. Mm-hmm. That's this is what I focus on. So when you guys talk about wrestling, Josh, you know, he talks about it's great wrestling on every Wednesday. It's like, yeah, but like, what is it feeding me? What am You're I? You're more story-driven yeah, well, as opposed to the wrestling. Yeah. Out of this, and and that was such a a narrative that you can't really measure. And this could go any. Any, Any direction. direction. I love when you leave the door open. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I and I know Josh is also a very story storyline driven person. Yeah, very and much so. Yeah. <laughs> like, are are we not entertained? You wanted to be entertained, Josh. Oh no, I am. There's. I, I mean, I would have to be blind or something to be not entertained <laughs> by that. But like, not only that. To you know, Ashen Rick's point. Rich's point is it's like, it's. It's not like so tag team in in say in a WWE world, they're having great matches, right? There's a lot of yeah. great tag wrestling going on in, in in WWE at the moment. However, they're not getting the love and the story behind them that AEW is because a match itself is not just what happens in that 31 minutes or however long it went. It's also what happened four weeks before and how we got there. And I can already tell from someone who doesn't watch every week, I can already tell how we got there. And I feel more emotionally invested in it. There was a match going on before the match even, you know, before the bell even rung kind of deal. There was something happening going into it. It's great. You can have, anyone can have a great match and it can be fine. You're like, cool. Two thumbs up. That was fine. But I, as soon as that bell rings, I'm not going to care anymore. With this, they had a great story a great story within a great wrestling match. And after that match, I'm going, what happens next? Because I care about what happens next, as opposed to just watching a great match. And it really doesn't matter what happens next. Anyone can have a great match, but no one can have a great professional wrestling match. which is in my mind, that's different because professional wrestling is not just wrestling. It's wrestling is more than wrestling. Some of my favorite things in wrestling is, has nothing to do with what people do inside a wrestling ring. It's the other stuff, the entertainment side of wrestling that maybe the wrestling got me there, but the entertainment stuff keeps me there and the story keeps me there. So um, I'm very much a good story over a, I would rather have a great story and a, and a mediocre wrestling match than a fantastic wrestling match and a piss poor story. Right. Yeah, and and after WrestleMania, sure. that day after WrestleMania is kind of that, I can't wait to see what happens next. The reset. And you're like, right, okay, what's next? How come? How come we only have to? How, how can we only get that once a year? You know, like I, that's the thing that I felt about every pay per view so far with AEW. It's I'm excited to see what happens next. They make you want to watch Dynamite, right? They they do right after the show. It's I mean the, the night after WrestleMania is like the best. I mean it doesn't get oh, better. Oh yeah, yeah. WWE have great pay-per-views. I have well for the most part. We won't talk about the last one. Um, but you know WWE have great pay-per-views and. My problem with WWE has never been their – well, for the most part, has never really been their pay-per-views. They have great shows. It's just as soon as that show ends, it doesn't make me want to go, okay, I'm going to spend another three hours, 24 hours later watching Raw because i kind of seen everything I need to see and there's no real inkling to be like, I can't wait to go watch Seth Rollins, you know, do something else the next night because – you know, there's no captivating – for the most part, there's, of course, great stories going on with WWE. Um WWE can be fantastic, like AEW. It can be on that level. We've seen it in the past, and they have elements of it, but there's just a lot of other stuff going on. But they don't give you – they're trying, and I think AEW does a fantastic job of just making you – as soon as you turn off, they leave you wanting more instead of giving you everything at once and then nothing for three months. Just I'll just pose this one question. It's just kind of 
and, and again, it's just a narrative. It's just a question. Just not, no, you don't have to answer it. No one has to answer it. Anybody who listens could answer it. Anybody out there, you could answer it. It's just how far is WWE really allowed to push it? Sometimes I wonder if their boundaries, not them. I mean, I'm sure they're, the creative fishbowl is working nonstop, but how far are they really allowed to push the boundaries of the creativity based on the, um, and again, I know it's such a stupid narrative, but that, that, that PG box, you know, how far are they allowed to really push to captivate? And as you said, sometimes it kind of falls like, ah, I, like, I wish that they would give me just a little more to want to watch the raw, like the show, the pay-per-view is great, but like, I don't really want to watch the raw in the same way that I wanted to watch the pay-per-view. But I wonder if, just, just a question, you know, maybe it's the box that's kind of holding them. They can't break out of that to give you something radical. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can definitely see that as well. I feel like, you know, they're they're there to please the casual fan. They're not here to please us, <laughs> the hardcore wrestling fan. You know what I've noticed, you too, with I mean? AEW, I've noticed that since AEW's, not just since it's been like started but also since it's gained some steam i've noticed the wwe crowd is very different it's very much less of that wrestling fan and more mm-hmm. of the casual fan you can hear it if you listen to a, a a pop on a wwe show not all of them this isn't this is just a generalization but it's much more kids centric i'm not saying kids are bad wrestling fans because we were all kids watching wrestling at some stage in our lives but it's very much like family-driven product why AEW there's a difference in the crowd it's very much more of a wrestling pop an NXT style if you if anyone that just watches a WWE centric um, product it's very much more of that NXT style when you hear an NXT crowd it's it's much more of that quote-unquote wrestling fan as opposed to a Raw Smackdown and I like that element it makes me feel anything I can do to make me feel like 10 years old again especially when it comes to wrestling I'm pretty set on and I'm pretty in on. And this show made me feel that a lot. I was like, oh, I'm 10 years old watching, you know, Armageddon again or something like that. That's, That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the best. Um, so this match was absolutely stellar beyond all reason. The tease at the end capped it off perfectly with Hangman looking like he was going to give him the buckshot lariat. But he didn't. He opened the ropes for Kenny instead. And out they went. And then comes the death spot. And I felt terrible. Because I'm like, oh, here we go. Anything that comes after this, it's going to be rough. Because that was an emotional roller coaster. And I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was on my couch going, whew, okay, I need like, I need a bag of chips. I need a soda. Mm-hmm. Like, I need, mm-hmm. I need a break. I need to watch something else on my phone for a minute. I need a cigarette, something. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I don't smoke. But like, you know, that Me whole too. vibe, right? You know what I mean? And then they put this match here. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) But I was rooting for them. I'm like, come on, girls, let's put on a show. But I know Chris Statlander had been battling the flu just on Wednesday. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to come out here and have this match. Like, what are we going to get? Nyla is so green. And she's the champion now. And here we are. And I was super nervous. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, I was kind of sad that this this is what it was. Given like the really cool women's matches they've had on Dynamite leading up to this, I was a little like, oh, no. I just wish it would have been a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. There's some spotty uh, moves there. 
couple of dangerous spots that I was like, oh, don't hurt yourself. Um, it, I don't know. It wasn't horrible. Like, I'm not saying anything like that. I just felt like it, it could have been better than it was. And I think that had a, to do with a lot of factors. Ashley Rich, what do you think? Absolutely. Um, the the location of the match just uh, they were at a complete disadvantage but anyone would have been yeah, it doesn't matter i felt so bad who it was i felt but, bad I you know, felt you're, bad. you're talking about like being at home in the emotional roller coaster i after the mat after the tag team match i had to like go to the bathroom i had to take a walk like i yeah. couldn't just sit like i could not just sit there and watch the next match so i mean i really can't give it a fair assessment because i wasn't like truthfully like i wasn't mentally there because i was still over analyzing the tag team match mm-hmm. um but i was surprised that they did the statlander nyla matchup so soon me too um, i thought i mean i get they could always go back to it but i, I don't love seeing that um I, I, yeah I, I don't like watching rehashes over and over and over again so i mean it it is what it is they did it with with reho and nyla and i mean that i think that worked out perfectly but it did yeah it just it was okay. Like it, the, the the location or the timing of the match really, really put them uh, in a unfair position. But it, and they, and they it knew was it. Fine. And it, I'm it's... sure I'm sure they knew it. And I'm sure that everybody backstage sure knew it. I'm sure they knew it. And you know I felt bad because this match ends and it was just a mass exodus of people pouring out of the seats to go to the bathroom. I mean it was sure. just they knew what was happening and and that's exactly what we've tried to change, right? WWE is the hot spot, is the hotbed, is the creator of the best women's wrestling on the planet. Truthfully, it is. I mean, there's nobody, they've sapped up all the talent, and it's not against anybody else. They've taken all the talent because it's the place they want to go. There's, They have the best women's talent in the world. And so now it's no longer the, I got to get up and go to the bathroom break, which is great. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to see that. But unfortunately, when you place this, and they knew it too, when you place this right after that tag match, it was going to create that. But it's like what yep. Josh said at the beginning, like, you know, being in the arena, you have to get up at some point. Yeah, you know, of you can't you just necessarily stay in your seats the whole time. And it's right. It, we've talked about it before on our show. Like, it's a difficulty that comes with an AEW pay-per-view. And that sounds so stupid, but a lot of the times it's just nonstop action where it's like, where do you go? Well, like, they have to load the cards, right? They only do yeah. four a year. So they give you the biggest cards that they possibly sure. can. You don't want to miss a minute, but Ex- you don't. Unfortunately, that was the only one that you say to yourself. All right, I can miss a minute. I yeah. really would have preferred they missed a minute to be honest with you. I would have preferred Chris to be a hundred percent healthy. I would have yeah. preferred a different match a, but that's okay. I love Chris Statlander so, so very much. Um, I, you know, it, it served its purpose, I think, because Nyla looked pretty good here at the end and Chris looked like a viable future player, which I think was the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I already think she looked like a viable player on weekly television. And this women's division for me is, is, is a total mess. And I'm, I thought we were getting better and I just feel like ugh, I just need something better this coming Wednesday on dynamite to to kind of forget this because I, I liked the upward momentum um and just a future plug for the show at the end of the month on the 25th the last episode of march um i'm going to be doing a deep dive into the aew women's division with um miss phoenix hey. amy herself so oh, very nice that's that gonna be super awesome, fun man. yeah but josh my women's wrestling fan over here i know buddy i know i'm sorry Okay, so uh, have you got your seatbelts on, boys and girls? Because we're going for a little drive right now. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so from someone who I hear a lot of noise about AEW women's division, and I don't judge it until I watch it. The, the moments that I have seen of it, I'm going to be completely honest, have not been great. Mm-hmm. I see I see it from this point, is that, okay, so I'm like uh, Rich said earlier, it's uh, WWE is very, the reason I still watch wrestling as much as I do, especially in the last five or six years, is 100% because of the talented women. It's what I love the most about wrestling. It's what I've always loved, even through all that Divas time. Like, I've always loved women. I've always wanted more, and I always thought they could do more. And they're in a spot where, arguably, a, a female is on top of the industry. You know, it's it's arguable, but Becky is there. And to see that, and then to come here, it's mm-hmm. it's night and day different. It, it really is. And... um. I like – there's a lot of talented women within AEW's division. It's not that they don't have talent, but there's a difference with this women's division is that because WWE, NXT, have so many – the top women in the world, it is very hard to have a company that's been on television for six months, seven months, not even, and you have to build a division and have it with brand-new stars. Like Brit. Baker is probably their most known star in my eyes, other than like Kong. Um, but she, even she's not, she's, it's not like she's been wrestling for 25 years and she exactly knows and she's established. She's still new. Nyla is very new. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know who Chris Statlander was before mm-hmm. this. I didn't know no, who she was. We didn't. Um, so I'm very, I talk about connection. I'm very disconnected from all these people. And yes, it's very hard to, when you have all these great guys like Jericho and Moxley and, and the Bucks and Kenny, you have all these established people to help your new talent. There's nobody in the division. So they have to build from the ground up. And unfortunately that takes time. And unfortunately out of everything, something needs to follow these big matches. You can't just have dead air for 15 minutes. You have to have something Um, So I understand that out of everything, this was going to go there. It is very unfortunate because you need to kind of put them in a prominent spot to make us care. But from what I'm seeing on the other side of things, if I watch any WWE show or NXT show, I'm getting top quality main event marquee women's matches. And here it is the complete opposite. Like I had my dinner during this match. I, I was kind of resting after that, even being at home I was with my brother and he was like, okay, it's time for dinner and we're kind of eating. And I was kind of just, you know, gearing up for the next match, really. Like, I was like, Cody's going to be on soon. Like, I need to have a little bit of a break. Otherwise, I'm just going to burn myself out. Um, It's a shame. I want the women's division to be better. But it's not like, yes, they don't have established people. But it's also that it doesn't seem to be a lot of care put into this and that's not a knock on the the women in the division you can tell they're they're trying the match itself though there's too many blown spots that that suplex spot, that first suplex spot was nasty and i don't ever like when i'm watching wrestling to cringe and go oh my god like you nearly just you know broke your neck like i don't want to watch wrestling for that matter i want things to look smooth and take that equation out of my head um just a few too many blown spots for my liking and just there's just such a disconnect, guys. It's just, it's, it just kind of is just, I, I don't even know the word, just uh, on to the next thing, which is a shame because I love 
women wrestling is just like my favorite thing in the world. There's no story. There's no character development. Like what is Nyla Rose? I'm not really sure. They call her the beast. It's like, okay, why? Why is she a beast? Why is Chris Statler called the alien other than her Tron? Why, why is this guy? I don't know who these people are outside of their I names. I mean, the Chris, the Chris Statlander thing, I agree. I mean, the, we don't. She just, she just was an alien, I guess. I yes. think. Oh, I was. I think that was her gimmick before. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think about her. I, so like, there isn't. But they did do. I, I know you had said you hadn't watched too many of the. Yeah. Dynamite. And that could be. Yeah, it could be more of a me problem than them. I'm not they, sure. They did do three straight weeks of Nyla explaining kind of this new after she got crowned. She's. They kind of described what Nyla was like. Why yeah. she was okay. the what she was there for she was going after the fact that the women's division's been booked like crap basically yep. and that she's just the best and she's going to kick the crap out of anybody who gets in her way and she didn't care if it was guy girl you know alien so but, but chris statlander yeah she's yeah. just been an alien since day one no, i understand that, that but yeah. not only that like so i think what AEW, if if i can be at all like constructively criticizing AEW, is that Sometimes they're relying on the fact that you should know who these people are instead of teaching yep. us who they are. Sometimes, for yes. Someone who, for, not all the time. Yeah, not all the time. But for someone who doesn't watch and they're trying – you still got to try and get in a – I guess I'm quote-unquote a casual AEW fan, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit more than casual, like a weird in-between, like regular and casual. I don't know. But um, for someone who doesn't, shouldn't you be maximizing your 10 minutes? That the, how long did this match go for, Queen? Not very long. It wasn't all that long, uh, was it? No, it was not. This match like was that. 12 minutes. Th- 12 minutes? minutes? Yep. So for those 12 minutes, shouldn't Nyla and Chris be kind of showing me who they are? Especially in a division that needs, well. needs to be established. You should be maximizing that time to go, this is who I am. Even if we're not going to – we're in a very rough spot. I understand that. But – you still have to go out there and you're, that's still 12 minutes. That's a long you're time. Absolutely, you're it was absolutely, five minutes too long. You're absolutely correct, though. At, at the beginning of AEW, that was our biggest gripe. We talked about yeah, that at length. know who with, these women are. Yeah, they, yeah. they just kind of expected or – I, I want to say they expected. They just – they didn't give an introduction. And that, I think, hurt the division from the beginning. But we've been going through a lot of growing pains – um it's take patience here and and it's fine it's like you said you're building it from the ground up but i lost my train of thought um (laughs) it's it's just very hard when i watch something like arguably the best thing about wrestling for me is the nxt women's division and how damn great that is and it's very different to watch this and go ooh, that's not what i'm accustomed to sure and i understand the nxt women's division wasn't great overnight but it's tough. I mean, they didn't yeah. do themselves any favors, and you're absolutely right. They should have truly not only trained JR, which is one of my biggest problems, they should have given him things to talk about because he honestly didn't know who they were. And they, that needs to be researched. And that, I think, commentary a is a big it. problem in it's wrestling a big, it's across a big the problem. board. Yeah. Everywhere. I, I, there's no great. There's no real thing. The commentators are what you hear first. If you close your eyes and, and listen to a wrestling match, a commentator should be able to tell you what's happening. We're in the ring and with these characters, so then I don't necessarily have to look. Especially in this day and age when you're on your phone all the time, the commentary team should be doing a good job to tell me, kind of informing me and keeping me interested. But in this match, they were talking about a book, weren't they? Like, I don't yeah. care about your books. They, yeah, no, they were talking about it right before the Young Bucks match, and I was really irritated. But, you know, it's just, they don't do themselves any favors. 
if you don't watch a lot of indie wrestling, you might not know some of these people. And even if you do watch a lot of indie wrestling like I do, there were some people that I was like, who? What? What are you talking about? Who's this person? And then I had to, like, look them up, which is fine. That's part of the fun. But if you don't provide me and supplement me with information, it's really hard to connect with people. Give me a reason to Google yeah. search them. Yeah, because yeah, you can only learn search so them. much in a match. Yep. Yeah. You can only build true. so much connection there. So yeah. Absolutely right. And where I think they've nailed that is with MJF, which leads us to this next match with Cody. I think MJF, you know, I've seen him around the indies, but didn't really know too much about him. But now I know way too much about MJF. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> what a moron, which means, well, one, that robe, honey, hashtag wrestling fashion no-no. That's a no-no. Also, that spray tan, mm-mm. Huge no-no. But anyway. It didn't match up to his forehead. I was like, oh, there's this white strip. And I'm like, you do get your spray tan done, bud, prop. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it was not, it was not a good thing. But they've definitely built his character very well. As as much as they have built this feud very well. Um, speaking of bad choices or potentially eye-opening what is happening choices, let's talk about the tattoo. Because... <laughs> I got I got to be honest with y'all. Okay. Wrestling fashion and presentation is a huge part of what I love in wrestling. So this is just a me thing. But I'm very distracted by things if they're odd. <laughs> so this man comes out and I'm looking at him and I go, "Oh cool, like a temporary tattoo. That's fun. Maybe he's doing like some paint. Maybe it's like a Dustin thing." Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. Then I'm looking and I'm like, oh, 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 no, no, this is not, no, this is real. Wait, what? He put a tattoo. First of all, the man has dream on his chest. Any other tattoos that I know of? No, sir, can't see any. And there's this big brand on the side of his neck. Now, I'm going to put out a disclaimer, okay? Anybody can do whatever they want with their body. It's their body. God bless you. As long as you like it, that is what matters, okay? That being said, why did this man put a massive, massive, massive tattoo on his neck? I'm so confused for a man who doesn't have any tattoos other than the one. So I'm like looking at him and I'm like, this would have looked cool on your chest, Cody. This would have looked I'm, cool on your I'm, back, I'm Cody. I'm trying to abstain from playing the politics. I'm trying no, to I know, abstain. I, I, I said it on, on our I recap. Know. I don't know I what to I'm, do, man. I'm trying to abstain from going left or right. I really am. I, I really, I'm really am. I'm trying because I'm just so confused. And like I said, he can do whatever he wants, but I'm very confused. I don't know what's going on. And I know he came out uh, today or whatever and said that, you know, he wanted to wear his brand and didn't want to hide it. Good for you. I think that's great. Obviously, he loves it, and, and that's super cool, and it's really not for anybody to say, but it just was so distracting to me. I was so confused, and I don't think it went the way that he thought it was going to go. It's also called damage control, what he did today. So Quite, quite so. Quite so, he, indeed. He got, he got some nuclear heat. He sure did. Um, well, the thing I just think is crazy, like... It, like 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 you said, Queenie. Like just do whatever the hell you want. Like if that's yeah, what you want, that's what you want. And people were like up in arms over this. But oh. at the same time, you're right. It's it, it is distracting. It, it's the first thing you see now. And tattoos are not corporate. Okay, tattoos that's, have yeah. evolved. They have tattoos have evolved over centuries. Right. Absolutely. We've seen, I don't know if you guys are 
on Facebook too. I mean, obviously you go, you see, I, I watch videos on Facebook all the time. Cause I'm out of my mind. I just sit in bed all night and just watch <laughs> them as they roll through. And sometimes they'll show a video like the history of tattoos. You watch them from the 19 yeah. style and it goes all the way now. Cause you know, I did nothing else to do. So I'm watching this and I see this, but tattoos are widely accepted nowadays. They're almost a custom. You're used to seeing it, but Absolutely. for some reason, corporate does not accept tattoos it, it, it's not a you don't put a man covered in tattoos as the face of a company cody is the corporate face of this organization and you slapped a tattoo like a big old ad on the front of that fender that it, i just i i don't know i'm gonna abstain from the opinion but you right. took <laughs> your your you took your ad you took your poster boy and you slapped a big old sticker on the front of his face i don't know how tnt feels about that i'm and listen your tattoo you can put a tattoo anywhere you want you can get any tattoo you want tony khan had said he liked the tattoo was fine for him how does tnt feel that their poster boy just got slapped with a big old sticker yeah don't know it's huge and i think maybe that's the thing like i'm a very visual person and i'm i'm weird with my ocd like things need to be the right size <laughs> like I don't like anything too big and I don't like anything too small. It's for the area, it has to fit and has to be centered and whatever. Maybe that's, I think that's probably what's bothering me the most. I think the design is dope. I think it's so cool. Love the American flag colors. I think the tattoo itself is so cool. And then I'm like, but it's like up, up is like the bottom of his chin kind of. Josh, I don't know. What do you think? This ain't it. I'm not (laughs) just, mm -mm. that's a, it looks like he's like, He's like 45 years old and he's like, what do I need to do to be 20 again? Let's get a tattoo on my neck. I don't know about that, bud. Like, just uh, back it up. But do you, whatever you want to do. The tattoo itself is fine. It's just, again, it's the placement. <laughs> yeah, it's just so strange. And, like, I'm, I'm, I am I know this is coming off as of super judgmental and I really don't mean it to be. <laughs> but I was so thrown off that I was watching this match like, I, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was so confused. And then he like, then he also ran backstage and like did a running thing. And I, I don't well, know. He, that. So the, the screens went off. That's so the screens oh, that was went okay. off yeah. in yeah. the middle of the match right before he did that. So, you know, if, if you've sometimes when you are in a position, I guess, and I'm, I'm kind of talking from experience a little bit when you're in a position where you kind of have to do everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know he sits there with the headset on and he kind of handles it all. If he had noticed the screens were off, He's like, uh, let me go see what's going on real quick. So you make they a, did go back on. They right, did, after right after he comes back out, screens pop back on. <laughs> so well, don't, no, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, he kind of runs back there. It's like, hey, Tony, screens off, turns back around, comes, does the flying clothesline. All of a sudden, screens pop back on. So I don't know, but the screens went off. He ran back. Screens came back on after he got out. So. Just so people Make know that. from Make the audience. That what you want. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, speaking of that, I also feel like the, the audience was like a little wah, wah, for this match. Am I wrong? <laughs> it came across this uh, uh, to us on TV, like not as hot as wah, I wah. anticipated. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Josh, what did you think about this match? Because this was a different match than what a lot of what wrestling does. This is really a classic Southern style blood feud right so what did you think specifically about this match because then i'll follow up with like what i felt okay so it's almost like this match in nowadays i've seen those kind of um matches that you're 
alluding to, you know, the history of wrestling. It's almost like it's anti-wrestling now to do that. Well, at least in a mainstream world, I should right. say. Um, it's it's so left of field now. Like, it's so traditional that it no longer is – it's definitely not the norm. Um, I personally like this kind of match. It's a little more deliberate pace. It's a little bit mm-hmm. more, like, methodical. Um, it's a little bit less relying on, quote-unquote, wrestling and a little bit more, like – I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I want to hurt you instead of I want to beat you. There's a difference, or at least in my brain, there's a difference between hurt and and win. They they were looking to win a match. That's always the goal of any pro wrestling match, yes. But they were, how can I inflict as much damage, especially on Cody's part? How can I hurt MJF? How can I hurt Max? Because I just want to destroy this dude. He's taken all these stipulations out of me. He's whipped me. He's done all these horrible things. He cost me a chance at ever becoming world champion here. Like, I want to inflict damage on him. So it's a little bit more deliberate, a little bit more like, how can I use my my hands and my feet as a weapon instead of how can I pin you? That's mm. how I see it. A little bit more, a little bit less competition-based, a little bit more of a fight, there was like a, a a good balance of that. I like the match itself. The finish was not, in my eyes, the best. I didn't love the end of the match. I didn't care that MJF won. I think if I know anything about Dusty Rhodes is that you stretch it out. You get as much out of a program as you possibly right. can. Um, so in my eyes, MJF was always going over because I just feel like you're going to stretch this. Why waste this program by having Cody just beat him up now? And there's real no reason to continue. Like, stretch it out. That's what Dusty would have done in in my eyes if if I know anything about that kind of stuff. But um, just the finish itself was a little like, eh, okay. Everything cool. you said is right. That That's exactly what they were supposed to encompass, right? That's exactly what they were supposed to do. They just didn't do it to the extent that they needed to. This that's is, how I feel, too. Yeah, it, this was exactly how you laid it out is exactly how it should have been done. However, this turned into, like, MJF is in submission holds on a guy. This is, this is Cody, you just lost your chance to fight for the most coveted prize in your organization. And this man did it. It's at the hands of this man. And you worked so hard to get your opportunity to face MJF. You sacrificed and attempted to give away everything you had, the clothes on your body. You you disfigured yourself with the lashes. You went through the first steel cage against his, I, I love Wardlow, but against his muscle, his diesel. You did all of that to get your hands on MJF. And all of a sudden, this match turned into a, you know, they're in a rest hold. They're working down on, on the legs. It, this is, You should be beating the living shit out of MJF. This should have been like blood and guts. This should have been blood and yeah. guts. You but that, that's not a Cody beat- match. That's the problem. Right, and, and the, the match opens up. The entrance immediately took me by surprise. Now, listen, in the in the microcosm, I guess, of this match, right? Match was good. Match was fine. Match was good. Mm-hmm. But in the in the story aspect of it, you sold this like a blood feud, and it was what I was so excited to see, the way that almost Dustin and, and Cody had done. And yet, you come out, and it's like this emotional family thing. You got your nightmare family out. Why? You should be sprinting out there to go you finally get your hands on this guy well you know what what are we delaying this for what did you have to have an extravagant entrance for you're getting your hands on the guy that cost you a chance at having the aew world title around your waist ever 
And yet we have live music and, and the family's coming out and we're like, you know, we're, we're kissing each other and whatever the fuck's going on. But I, I just, I, that part of the story I felt was not captured properly. Well, I feel like this also happened with the Sean Spears match at All Out. It kind of did. Where yep. it's like, eh, nothing wrong with the match. The match, the match was, was fine. fine. Match was match fine. Was fine. Like, like, I think you said on the podcast, our, um, our recap, like the urgency. There was no urgency, and, and Josh was right. He goes, you know, he liked. I liked the ending, though. That was that was the the thing is that it's so hard in this business today to actually be a heel that people don't like. So yeah. when That's when true. Cody hits all these crossroads and it's you know it's tr- all these wrestling moves and all he does is punch him and win, and the crowd's like, "That's fucking bullshit." But guess what? Now you hate MJF again. So it 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 was a good ending in that in that sense. It helped. It. Obviously, it was it was anticlimactic. Right. Yeah. But it was such a way that it helped you not like the ending. So that that I thought was good. But and I like the fact that we're both. He's like, I hated it. It's like, but I liked it. So I like that part of wrestling where you can get different out of it. Subjective wrestling is the most subjective thing in the world. Yeah. But Queenie, to your point, um, I mean, I really think the tag team match took a lot out of everyone. That is true. Um, the arena was kind of down uh for the women's match and for this match and then we're gonna shortly get to the next yeah, match yeah, sure yeah, which yeah. brings us back up but um <laughs> the tag team match just kind of killed us for a bit uh, i will say i don't want to get into it too much more but at least in our section we were talking about the tattoo mm-hmm. um, so yeah. it, it was it, it was so it was twitter honey yes oh yeah. were, you know <laughs> asking about it and showing pictures to each other so um I, yeah, I think it it wasn't necessarily what we expected, and there were other variables that kind of put a little bit of a damper on the spot, I guess. Yeah. Is it is yeah. it weird for me to say I know um, Cody apart from of uh, apart from Double or Nothing has disappointed me in every one of his matches since since Double or Nothing, other than the Dustin match, which was fantastic. Full Gear, I didn't like his match with. Um, uh, 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 Jericho. I didn't like that match. I thought it was very bland. Sean Spears. Not none of these matches were bad. I say they were just were accustomed to a certain kind of style in AEW, and it's very he's, different. He is so he's old. Put on some really good matches, like with Sammy G on the first episode of Dynamite. He's with put on Darby. Some matches with Darby. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but the pay per view matches, I I understand where you're coming from. Um, they. I like I like hearing that. I mean, I like what Josh would say. I like hearing that yeah. you you don't like the Cody stuff because I do like the Cody stuff. Cody's like my favorite guy. I mean, Adam Page. You know who doesn't like Adam Page, right? Ad- Adam's I Adam's the guy. Dustin Cody. I like Cody. I do. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Ash, but I like hearing that you know you guys kind of see Cody as that. And I, I really liked the Jericho match. I thought that the Jericho match was really smart. I had to rewatch that match to fully appreciate it. Same. Yeah. Me yeah. as well. Because I felt the same way Josh did when I first watched it at Full Gear. I was like, are you kidding? All of this for what? Then I watched it like, again, and I was like, all right, I feel better. It but, was really, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, that was, really, yeah. that was really good. Yeah, it was better the second time around. Um, And, and I find that a lot with Cody. You know, I, I think he's 
doing an excellent job of bridging the gap between new and old school, drawing in new fans. He's very over with the crowd. People adore him. He's the baby face. He's the guy. And, um, you know, he has all these nods to, to what was in wrestling as well. He really understands that part for wrestling fans who truly love that old school style, like his dad. And, um, I think that he, he's really emotional and you can find a lot of reasons to connect with Cody, but, for me, Cody overbooks himself in every single match that he does. There's always too much going on at once. The and Cody I find Shining myself like, like, yeah, I find myself backing away from that. Um, I, the entrance every single time through the floor doesn't need to happen. That is something special you should save for a pay-per-view. You can make the same pop and same excitement by just coming out because the people love you. Uh, coming out with an entire Nightmare family full of people that nobody even knows who they are. Don't understand why we need that. I don't understand why you need... Um, you know, Arn and Brandy. I, I like her better in a manager position for him, but it's like, plus all those other people. Plus they had a band play his song. And, you know, then he unveils this tattoo and that's all people could talk about. Then okay, he's so running backstage. He's doing happened. all this. You know what's really weird? That's the match that was supposed to be for blood. Like it all happened in this yeah. like blood match where he should have been sprinting out to finally hit MJF, yet it's like this theatric. Right. Yeah. It's, it's 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 like do you know what everyone's biggest issue is with WWE is that it's overproduced and yeah. this match was so overproduced there was too, too much, going much on. happening just let them fight let them brawl and be done you don't not everything has to be a spectacle not everything has to be so visually captivating that you're like oh my god Cody Rhodes is so important stop telling me he's important show me he's important by wrestling because it's weird. Probably out of everything, this style of match that they had in the ring was probably the most WWE-esque kind of match, in I my totally opinion. I agree. It's very that WWE – not all matches in WWE. I just mean like a standard bearer of like mm-hmm. there's a feud going on. This is the kind of match that a WWE product – you could see them putting on with different elements. But it felt – for me, I was watching that and I go – when I watch AEW, I do not want to watch that kind of match because I'm very accustomed to it because WWE do that kind of match better than anybody else, in my opinion. I don't think WWE has a problem within their in-ring product, personally. They have a lot of talent. But they do. there is a WWE style of wrestling, I think. I don't know if anyone agrees, but I think there is a WWE style. That's sure. Not, For sure, that's, yeah. That's this a positive. feels like the most. I agree. I totally agree with you. But it just feels very WWE, and I don't want to see overproduced is the biggest issue I have with WWE. There's too much going on. Just let wrestling be wrestling, and just let it be wrestling. <laughs> it's it a great seems point. to happen more, and I think it's because you watch a lot of the – I guess you've watched the pay-per-views, right? So yep. it's yep. on Dynamite, as, as Ashley was kind of – alluding at that the matches with like sammy they they were fine they were good you no, know i was gonna say like i've the pay-per-views are really the back problem. i i've liked a lot of what cody's done on dynamite that the steel cage i had no problem with um yeah. i like I, I love everything he's done on dynamite but there's just something about the pay-per-views kind of reflecting back now besides double or nothing of course Th- this was for me this was the first time that i did have a little More bit because I, 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 I love Cody. I liked all I he did. Love Cody and I mean, also. of course, like you guys, you guys are allowed. I, I listen to you guys. You guys don't agree with that. Like that's that's cool. That's fine. But I, this is the first time that I sat there and said, you know, Cody, I just wish we were a little tighter here, just yep. a little more tight to the story, like a little tighter here instead of having that you know that theatric play out because this was a different type of match than you had against Jericho than you had against Sean Spears this was one of those that really should have been as hot a start as you could have started and it started almost as cold as you could have started as as WrestleMania like 
as you could have started. And WrestleMania is fun and all, but sometimes those things, like the Triple H's entrances, sometimes take away from the blood feuds that he's getting into. Sure. But but um, I think, speaking of WrestleMania-level matches, as we wind down here for the last two matches of this show, um, <laughs> WrestleMania moments, we look for those moments. And God damn it, if Orange Cassidy isn't the most over person in AEW other than Darby and like Cody, I don't know what to tell you. This was unbelievable. I love Orange Cassidy so much. I just want to wear aviators and a denim jacket and live my life like that. So thanks for the inspo. And versus Pack, which like in wrestling, I don't know how much more opposite you can get. <laughs> but my favorite part about this match was the fact that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't understand Orange Cassidy. They don't like Orange Cassidy. They don't feel Orange Cassidy. Okay, that's fine. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. It's okay. I forgive you. But now you understand, okay? Just kidding. You know I'm kidding. But now everybody can understand. This man can go. He can wrestle for real. Like, he is entertaining. He is fast-paced. He is innovative, creative. He'll fly. And, like, when in your life have hands in pockets ever been, like, the most celebrated thing ever? So this, for me, was so much fun. It was a much-needed, like, injection of fun into this pay-per-view after the two matches that, like, it just was, I don't know what was going on. And it just hit on every level. It was 13 minutes of pure joy and excitement. Josh, Orange Cassidy, Pac, you know Pac, but Orange Cassidy, you know him, but, like, this is this is the first wrestling event for Mr. Cassidy here in AEW on such a big scale, uh, obviously, now as a pay-per-view. What did you think? Okay, so... Best and favorite is very two different things. Best match on the show, tag match, easy. Favorite match on the show, this one. So <laughs> yeah. much. I am, you know me, Queen, and anyone that listens to my stuff knows that I like the silliness in wrestling. I like the fun stuff in wrestling, stuff that just makes me not think and makes me just smile. Orange Cassidy just makes me smile. I mean, and the dude can go, by the way. I really have, I've heard little things about him. I've seen little clips. I'm like, okay, the, he, he, he can go when needed. But I'm like... I have not seen this. I'm going to have quite the journey right now. I spat my water out at one stage in this match. I'm just saying. When he did that 2 World <laughs> DDT, I was like, whoo, baby. I was like, I'm ready to go with this one. I, he, That just to me is just the epitome of being a kid watching wrestling and just smiling and not thinking about the dumb stuff that we have to deal with now with wrestling of like, this person can't go over because this person's going to fight this person at this pay-per-view in six months' time. It's like... I didn't think about anything. I just enjoyed it for what was on my screen. I'm, I try to do that as much as I can with wrestling. Just let things kind of play out. And I just didn't think about that other crap. I was just watching wrestling and enjoying wrestling. And Orange Cassidy is just so damn ridiculous in the best way possible. And and Pac's just the, the perfect foil. I mean, he's just this big jacked little thing and just you know how he is and he's just such a great worker and you you respect someone like him so much and to see him clearly visibly enjoying what he was doing there's a you can tell when someone's having fun with what they're doing and they were just both having a blast and it was just the perfect length everything about that match to me was just my favorite match of the show honest to god <laughs> i love it ashley rich what did you think well a couple things uh first i'm gonna Call in all my Chicago connections and try to get you that Orange Cassidy <laughs> shirt. Thanks, girl. 
first was so stripped. I was so sad. I know the pro wrestling um, tees. Okay, was I appreciate you trying. We went everywhere, but I'm still gonna try to get it for you. So don't worry. Um, <laughs> but all week I was joking that this was gonna be the main event of the evening, and in a way, it sort of was. <laughs> Um, Rich yep. had, had touched on earlier how we had a friend who, um, you know, kind of participated in the event and has seen wrestling but wasn't a huge wrestling fan. And this match, uh, before, you know, during the video packages and, and when Orange Cassidy just made his entrance, he goes, this is my guy. Like, yes. he fell in love with Orange Cassidy and he thoroughly enjoyed this match and that's such a fun story for me to share because this is someone who really doesn't care too much about wrestling and like this left an impact on him and uh, i just uh, this was so much fun fun from start to finish this was the pick me up that we needed at the moment and uh i i think this could be a match of the year in its own sense um <laughs> sure there was there was a lot, a lot that went on, and it was fun. Yeah, it was it was really good, and I I, I have said before, like I I like to participate in the crowd, but I don't participate too often. I kind of just sit and soak up the attention that the wrestlers are getting. So I'm I'm not a big chanter, not a big you know. I just kind of like to sit and soak in the moment that these guys are getting these pops. But for Orange Cassidy, you want to get the presentation as strong as possible. So for television purposes, you want everybody to know how over this guy is. So I'm in there full, you know, full throat. Let's let's cheer this guy on. So but it was it was really a good match. I, I gave it five stars. I was like, this is a five star classic. You Absolutely. Know, it, it doesn't get as it doesn't get more creative. And I really hope that they just don't let him wrestle often. Just keep it in that bottle so that when it happens, it's everybody gets so hyped. You have it. to, yeah. You can't overexpose it's perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. I don't want him to see him in a wrestling ring until double or nothing. Right. And I'm fine with For that. Sure. Exactly. Totally fine with that. <laughs> I would like to just see him walk out during blood and guts and just kind of shrug and move on. <laughs> I think it would be the best thing ever. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. He's he's super stellar talent and Pac just is an absolute monster. I'm excited for you know, the future for them. And, you know, the Lucha Bros uh, in there with um, best friends, of course, furthering something. I don't know, maybe tag team stuff down the line. We shall see. But without further ado, as our friend Kenny Omega would say, we got to talk about this main event because it's the marquee. It's why we're here. It's Le Champion or, well, yeah, uh, versus Mox for the AEW World Championship. Um, this was the first time that I thought to myself, Chris could lose this title here. It was the first time since he won the title at All Out that I thought, yep, it, this could be it. And um, man, the uh, I got to give a shout out to the acapella choir. Um, that beautiful lead singer was the one that created that acapella like thing of herself and put that out there after being inspired by hearing the sing-along. And uh, they invited her to sing lead on, you know, his song Judas. So that was freaking dope. <laughs> Loved that. Super jealous I wasn't there. Uh, so good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was really special to be a part of. So that was super cool. cool. Oh, I can only imagine. It looked awesome and sounded awesome. And then, of course, here he comes out with the belt. And 
Mox was ready to go. Chris was ready to go. This match um, was 22 minutes. I, I, uh, wow. There was a lot of things that happened in tier. I thought it was really, really well done. I truly enjoyed their back and forth. I liked the way that they were able to bring some drama and some typical Jericho stuff in there, like taking the camera like he does in New Japan and giving the middle finger out and, you know, doing some of that stuff as well. I just really thought it was, I even thought the shenanigans were timed really well, as as odd as that sounds. Um, I, I really just thought it was great. The blood made it even more fun. And, uh, of course, we know we have and new, and Moxley is the new champion. Ashley, I know that you must be very, very happy right now. <laughs> oh, this was this was super, super special. And I went in, um, like, lengthy discussion on our recap, but I'm going to kind of repeat myself here. I don't know if anyone caught this during Mox's entrance, but I, as much as I was cheering, I was very observant, uh, observant of him and you know, he's all Mox-like, and he's all pumped up, and but he gets in the ring, and he just, like, bows down and touches the mat and says, like, a little prayer, um, it looked like after I watched the show back, and he seemed very emotional. Mm. And immediately just elevated the moment, which was already a super huge moment, and... You know the, the match was the match was great. The shenanigans were perfectly timed. He overcame the odds, the numbers game of the inner circle, mm-hmm. and right at the end, he hits the paradigm shift. He takes off his eye patch and he just points to the crowd and, you know, he I can see you guys. I, c- I could always see you guys. This is our moment basically. And he hits another paradigm shift and wins the belt. And it was just, it was a really emotional, really special moment because you could just tell from the start that this meant the world to him. And for us to be a part, uh, a part of that, we, we've talked about it before we were at double or nothing. So we've really seen the biggest moments of Mox's journey in AEW. And I've been connected to him since his debut because it, he left WWE. He decided to march to the beat of his own drum, which he's always done. And um, I respect that. I, I really look up to him for that. And he f- feels like he's my guy in AEW. I have, I love everyone, but like Mox is my guy. And it was like, it felt like we won this together. And that sounds so stupid. But like, <laughs> so I felt like so this was an accomplishment for like everyone. Yeah, we, we were there. And double or nothing that day when he debuted. And that moment that this guy was the first true defector from WWE. And this was the guy that you always hear all the time about how unhappy, how uncreative, how stymied these individuals are. Yet there was no other platform for them. Really quick, I I just want to say one thing here. This is another thing I respect with Matt Hardy letting his contract expire and just kind of exploring his options. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the magnitude's different because the is money's different. Definitely different, but the I think that's cool. The magnitude of the money and the platform. This guy was a main eventer. As much as they say, oh, he's a mid-card. I mean, this guy was a main eventer. This guy wrestled Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. This guy was a WWE champion. He was one of the first draft picks when they did this, the brand split. He was supposed to lead that SmackDown crew with AJ Styles, right? So right. this was a... This was a big player. This was a main event level player. 
who jumped the ship. And when that happened, the fans immediately grabbed onto him because he's familiar. You're, you're, you're looking forward to an individual who you know creatively was so stymied for so long that he's going to break out of his box. And he's done that. And we followed him because we watched New Japan. We followed him through Japan. We, followed, we went to all four of these major pay-per-views. We followed him all the way through AEW. And now, as we had said, with no pun intended, we watched the revolution of John Moxley culminate in Chicago and win the world championship. So he is as true an AEW talent as almost there ever was. Because in WWE, if you look at the body of Moxley's work, Ambrose's work, right? He was there for about six years. And that six years, no matter what he did, it, I mean, you take his entire six years of creative aspects and you could put it all into one year because there wasn't much that he did. Yeah. And in this one year of being outside of the WWE, outside of the Federation, he has completely changed who he is and he's done so much more than he could possibly have imagined. So to come here and to bank on himself, sign with a company that didn't have a television deal at the time, that wasn't advertised anywhere else, this startup, as I said before, but with indie wrestlers. I mean, these are just indie guys trying to do something different. And he said, you know what? I'm going to sign the deal and I'll go down with the ship if it happens. And he helped spearhead and give legitimacy to a company and I think it was the right move. I think it was the right guy to give the title to because Jericho was the right guy to give the title to the first time. Absolutely. As much as I love Adam Page, he was the right guy. Oh, to have yeah. And Moxley was the right guy to take it. They've done two things very, very right. I totally agree. Josh, final thoughts about the match. I agree with everything. Just yes, because it's funny what happens when you let Dean be John and how much more organic it is. And how much more we went through all that time. And this isn't completely crudding on his time in WWE because there was certainly moments of greatness. He was the WWE champion. But you could ter- certainly see, you come back from injury, what SummerSlam 2018 or whatever it was. And it was different. He wasn't the same person. He was unmotivated and... You know how WWE is, they have to kind of shove it down your throat that he was crazy. He was the lunatic fringe. He was just, they were just giving him so many different things that he didn't know what Dean Ambrose was when he was there. And then to see him leave and come over to AEW and in essentially a year or under a year, he's now their world champion. That moment at that end of that match, the match itself, by the way, I'm going to be brutally honest. I love the start. I got really lost in the middle of it. And then I come through for the the end, and I really like the end. Um, it, that could have a little bit to do with the fact that when I was watching it, it was nearly 1 a.m. when I finished watching um, uh, uh, Revolution. So I was probably a little tired. Um, but yeah. I the moment itself is just like you could not be a John Moxley fan or not really give it two craps about him, but you'd still feel that moment because that was special, that little promo he had. But he has come so far and to see him genuinely so thrilled and so happy, that just kind of shines through. He's an anti-face face. He's just very modern. He's very now. He's very with us. Like it, it feels like that that can really be the dude that kind of takes this to the next level. And I feel like AEW are at that stage now. Like I said before, they're not they're not babies anymore. We've kind of established a lot and I think they're ready to enter that next chapter of just starting, okay, we've We've knocked on the door. Let's kick it down and let's, you know, 
tear down this house and, and build it. Like, let's go go for it here. And I think that's really just very special. Very good. That's very I think good. You're, I think you're totally right. And what a fun, fun time to be a wrestling fan. And what an even more fun time to be an AEW fan. I think Jericho had his time. Um, I was a little nervous about what happens next for him. But, you know, I'm excited more than I'm nervous. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to be able to do. There's a lot of things that they can continue from this pay-per-view. And there's a lot of things they can end from this pay-per-view. And I think, you know, we've hit that time where they're going to now push. They have three more months to push for, or two-ish more months, whatever, to push for um, Double or Nothing part two (laughs) which is full circle it's the first pay-per-view they ever put out um you know this is a big deal and i'm excited i'm i've never been more excited for wrestling than i am on wednesday nights with this product and i just want to thank you guys for spending nearly two hours with me breaking down this (laughs) pay-per-view see the difference this is the difference for me i it's been almost two hours and it doesn't feel like that because there's literally so much that we didn't even get to talk about that we could have like totally dove into more and that's i think says all you need to know about this pay-per-view if you haven't watched it yeah i think you should (laughs) everybody so long though i you know i know that everybody you know i appreciate you guys taking the time and 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 spending it with us so yeah well thanks for coming on the show (laughs) it's been awesome to have you guys so please ashley rich uh go first tell the people where they can find you um, and uh, all the good information that they need to know about Dojo and Dynamite. Yes, thank you so much. So we are on Twitter. We're at Dojo and Dynamite. We are on Instagram at Dojo and Dynamite also. And if you want to email us, we're Dojo and Dynamite at gmail.com. We, as Rich, mentioned, as Rich mentioned, we had our Revolution recap drop a little bit earlier today. So if you just want to hear more of our thoughts you can check that out. Uh, we'll have a Dynamite recap coming out later this week, and we'll probably touch on some New Japan news if there's anything new coming out there. And if anybody has comments, questions, you want, you know, we like to run a segment earlier. You guys ask us some questions. We'll try to answer them. We try to do our very best to answer everybody. We like to engage. It's all about fan interaction. If anybody wants to talk, we talk. Conversations. We love That's them. That's what it is. Yeah. We sure do. Well, thanks, guys. And Joshy, my 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 darling dear brother. Everybody knows where to find you, but guess what? They're gonna have heard your brand new news, so you're gonna need to remind them where to find you because they're gonna want all the info on what's going on. Okay, so um, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Robinson Double Zero. That's pretty much where you can find me anywhere. Um, and all the craziness that I tweet, but you do know the news by now. I hope everyone is excited as I am. It's a very big leap, I understand, but. We'll see how it goes. You, you'll you all know about it. Time of recording is the day before, so you know about it soon. Um, but um, I, I have a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a, hmm, a little bit of a thing that I'd like to ask all of you. So this, this group seems to be flowing quite well. I like the way that we all kind of interact with one another. So there is WrestleMania coming up. There is NXT TakeOver coming up in what, how long is WrestleMania now? Like four weeks? 40 something days. Yeah. Something like that. I would like to get this group back together to talk about some NXT TakeOver. If you guys would be down with that to come on Reverb and talk about TakeOver, because I'd like to get everyone's opinion on TakeOver and stuff like that, because I feel like it'd be the opposite of this. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not an AEW person. And it's like, 
I'd like to talk about TakeOver with you guys because you guys all seem very smart about it. So if you would be down, I'd like to do an NXT TakeOver show at some point. I'm sure we can discuss it. But would that be sure. something you guys are interested in? <laughs> I would I would love to do that. I appreciated hearing your feedback because I know that you're more like WWE-centric and that you don't watch as much AEW as you do um, WWE. And I'm actually the opposite. I don't yeah. watch any. <laughs> So I, I would love to do that. I think that'd be really fun. You want to do the WrestleMania takeover? Yeah, like what is it, Takeover Tampa that comes yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. That's, That's great. Cool. That's, That's cool. awesome. We'll do that. Yeah, I'd like to get this kind of like this is a fun little group. But yes, yeah, so you can find me everywhere at Josh Robinson Double Zero and all the three hundred thousand podcasts that I do. So enjoy <laughs> that. Or if you want to watch something on YouTube and you want to watch me play video games, then hey, Josh plays on YouTube, Josh Robinson Double Zero. You can watch me be a complete buffoon for it two or three hours <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> it's so much fun all right well thank you again to my guests for coming on thank you who are listening uh as always my dears enjoy the rest of your day and please be kind to one another mm-hmm.